The following program is sponsored by Friends of Life Outreach International. August 24th, 2014, I weighed 275 pounds. Less than eight months later, I was down to 180. My blood pressure had been 149 over 103. Now it's like 110 over 65. Cholesterol over 200, now 123. I mean, I'm thriving. I'm 61, but I'm thriving. Are you fighting a losing battle with your waistline, but find yourself enslaved to unhealthy eating habits? Author and radio host Michael Brown wants to help you start breaking the stronghold of food. Next. Well, we're going to talk about something that is very, very important to people. I mean, you, 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 billions of dollars are spent. People trying to lose weight, we must spend hundreds of billions of dollars on the food that we try to get free from. Now, now listen to me. We launched a website uh, about two years ago called The Stream. And I believe we're streaming wisdom, transforming truth as freely from as many beautiful uh, tributaries of wisdom as, as possible to put in one place. And Dr. Michael Brown, I believe, is a, a gift from God, a treasure to us on this earth and the church. And he has just helped so many people. Hard to believe that he was a Jewish drug addict. Two don't seem to go too well together, do they? <laughs> and uh, a rocker and just way out and was gloriously converted. But he had a problem. He said he had a bigger addiction than heroin and cocaine or anything else. And it was food. And when I met Michael Brown, he was the Michael Brown the size that I know. <laughs> and matter of fact, when we were saying goodbye, I guess a year and a half, nearly two years ago, uh, he said, uh, you know, I used to weigh X. I didn't believe him. He said, I lost over 100 pounds. And I just couldn't believe it. And he told me his wife had, had lost that. And it's just a miracle. Now, now, look at this, breaking the stronghold of food. Now, don't run, <laughs> because this doesn't need to scare you. This ought to bless you, because this could just save your life. And, and I really believe that God has not only given him an incredible mind and great earned degrees, a wonderful communicator and writer, but I think he's giving us a gift from God, because what God did in his life and in his wife's life in Nancy's life, which actually got him on this journey, is miraculous. Would you welcome Dr. Michael Brown to life today? Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Well, you remember the first time we met? We just had a we had a good interaction, didn't we? Never dreamed we'd be quite so connected, did we? No, I was amazed. I remember the first time your office reached out to us. We got an email. You had read one of my articles and really affirmed it, wanted to talk to me. I said, wow, James Robinson, that's awesome. What an honor. <laughs> I remember we talked, I was on my way to the airport, and I think you were turning 71 that day. <laughs> so somewhere around there, we had a great talk. But yeah, we've, we've become close friends, and I, I honor you and appreciate you. And uh, you, you radiate love, man. It's, real, it's the real deal. It's the real deal. Well, it's coming out of you, because you know you're pretty strong, and I'm pretty strong. And, and one of the things we touched on was speaking redemptively, no yeah. matter how strong the correction. And that really took root in your heart, didn't it? Yeah, I mean, it, it had been my heart, obviously, to, to walk in love and not to be God's policeman, to set everything straight. And if there was an error, 
to try to speak in a way to, to turn things. But I remember we, we had a, a breakfast together at a hotel, and you said, Michael, whatever you write the rest of your life, compassion has to be in it, compassion has to be in it. So I felt, let me dig deeper. Let me dig even deeper and, and let me, you know, because you may want to write something because it's a hot issue and you want people to read it. It's like, okay, but is it going to be redemptive? Mm. Is it just going to get the issue out and get a lot of heads turning and a lot of talking or is it going to change the actual thing? And maybe it's best done not in writing, but privately behind the scenes. So it's, it's been great input. It, it added fuel to the fire that was in me already and hopefully we can continue to be even more redemptive. And you know, the, the reports I get from people everywhere that you touch, I hear that. You know, Michael's always been brilliant. He's always been biblical. He's always been on target. He's always had good corrective suggestions and measure. But the man is, he's a different Michael too. And a lot of people see that in me. I can still be pretty hard, but I'm, I'm, I'm flowing. I think people go with a, a God-given love and compassion. Okay, food is a real issue. And it's a natural desire. Yeah. I, think, I think the enemy can get a hold of natural desires. Uh, it's hard for us to maybe to understand some things we would say are kind of unnatural desires. We don't, we can't seem to track there. Mm -hmm. And those must be very troublesome for, for somebody to be taken there. And you really try to help in that area. And I thank God for it. But the natural appetite is so easy, it seems like for the enemy yeah. to use a natural appetite to get a, a hook in us that takes us into excess or even into compulsive behavior that actually leads to addiction. Yeah. And so you being an addict, and then admitting that you had a food addiction or compulsive behavior that was stronger even than heroin. You, yeah. you mean that? Oh yeah, it was, it was easier for me to get off heroin at the age of 16 than it was to quit chocolate. <laughs> well, Oreos and, and M&Ms were harder to give up than, and, than and heroin. And you started breakfast with Oreos. Well, as a boy, I used to eat Oreos for breakfast. I wasn't so much a glutton, it was just lifelong unhealthy eating habits and the older you get now it starts you start to put the weight on your blood pressure starts to get up your cholesterol starts to get up and you think as ah, just getting older aches and pains but a lot of it we're bringing on ourselves but here's a way that almost anyone can identify food stronghold in their lives because most of us don't think of ourselves as food addicts because you have to eat after all sure. right and you want to enjoy your food mm -hmm. and have fun meals and yeah. vacations and restaurants <laughs> and all this and and you know the reward at the end of the day and splurge on this and splurge on that so if i said look what if you could live longer live healthier live a more joyous vibrant life be here more for your kids for your family for your ministry for everything that's precious to you if you changed your lifestyle People would say, well, it's too hard. Ah, that's a stronghold. <laughs> we had a friend who was type 2 diabetic, which is completely reversible. And, and my wife said to him many years ago, you know, if, if you just went totally vegan, you could completely get rid of the type 2 diabetes. Who said this, your wife? My wife said it to him. And he said, I know, but I hate vegetables. <laughs> and so for me, I had two problems. Number one. I loved unhealthy foods. <laughs> I was addicted to them. Mm -hmm. uh, you could put me on a desert island and all I could eat was pizza and chocolate the rest of my life <laughs> and I would have been satisfied and happy and no complaints, okay? That's all right. uh, on the flip side, the stuff that, that was healthy, you know, fruits, I, I eat virtually no fruits. I have a little salad every day, but with very little in it. You said when and your wife told you to get some, she had to tell you what it looked yeah, like. Yeah, she, like, I knew, I knew oranges and, and apples, but she'd say I would pick up some good fruit for me. So I didn't know what it was, she had to describe it. And then when I get there, I say, how do I know what looks good or not? When I started eating healthily, when I changed my whole lifestyle by God's grace, but with Nancy's help and by God's grace, and it was a radical lifestyle change. August 24th, 2014, I weighed 275.
75 pounds. Less than eight months later, I was down to 180. Wow. My blood pressure had been 149 over 103. Now it's like 110 over 65. <laughs> Cholesterol over 200, now 123. I mean, I'm thriving. I'm 61, but I'm thriving. Four in the morning. You've been this way for the two yeah. years I've known you. Four in the morning, I'm laying in bed thinking, how do I fall asleep? Because there's so much energy, <laughs> immune system off the charts. But, but I, I, I changed my whole lifestyle. And I was staying at someone's home, a grad from our ministry school. They said, stay, we got an apartment, stay there while you're speaking. And I told them what I was eating. So they had big salads for me and they got this giant fruit thing. And I sent a picture of it to Nancy. I said, what is this? Well, I didn't know some of the stuff. She said, well, those are blackberries. Those are kiwis. I said, I'd never seen them before. I'd never eaten them before. I'd never eaten a, a, a raspberry or a strawberry. I just didn't eat that stuff. And so... The idea of me now eating totally healthily was impossible. <laughs> Number one, I, I'm addicted to all the unhealthy stuff, and that's all I eat. And I'm a, I'm a baby when I'm a, I was a food wimp, really. <laughs> I, I, listen, I would, I've done it. I would preach to an angry, hostile Hindu crowd in India, potentially violent. I mean, they took over the stage. They, they <laughs> knives and razor blades in their hands. They took over the stage. They shut down our meeting. No problem doing that. But give me new food. No, no, I don't eat that. I don't, that's why I say, I don't eat that. And my wife said, what that means is I never tasted it. So I was the poster boy for unhealthy eating. Well, let's show, let me show some pictures. I want, yeah. I want to show. Now, you say your, your wife started, John. So let's, yeah, let's yeah. show. Can we show Nancy? Do you have a picture of Nancy? We yeah, do it. Put it on the screen. Can we, yeah, can yeah. we bring it up? What do you think she weighed there on the horse? What do you think she weighed? Well, it's in the book. We won't put this on the wheel. Look, she's only book. five foot two. Five but two. She, she was probably over 200 pounds. Okay. And she, I still thought she was beautiful. <laughs> but that didn't help her. She, she was... It paralyzed her whole life. Okay, let me she see did. pictures of you, right? Because then we're going to come All back right. to her helping you right, right. here. Let's, let's see Michael. But Michael is just absolutely, it's a miracle. Okay, right. okay, your, your wife, it's, it's a miracle from where she came to where she is now. Yeah. And you say she inspired you. Yeah. Did she get a head start in the, or just the determination? What? No, she got a head start. She got really concerned about her health. She, she couldn't barely get out of bed. She was aches and pains all over, no energy. And plus, she was embarrassed by her fat. Me, it didn't stop me from anything. I, I, I didn't like it, but I did everything. I lived my normal life, ministered. I'm, I'm a big guy. I worked out. I got away with it a little bit, you know. Uh, but she was, she was embarrassed, didn't want to leave the house, no social life. But she got concerned. Uh, my health is not right. Something's wrong. So she, she had lost weight before. She'd lose 50, 60 pounds. Then her hair would start to fall out. She'd get sick. She realized, okay, I can't do this. And then she got afraid of trying to lose again. So yo-yo dieting, you lose, you gain it back. And now it's harder the next time to, to lose the weight. So she got online, started searching, found this Dr. Joel Furman, and thought, ah, just another gimmick. And then she goes, no, no, wait, he's a medical doctor. He has a practice. And this is proven, you know, scientific studies. So she looked at it and said, ah, this makes sense. Because she had studied nutrition for decades. This makes sense. And she started to eat differently. And, you know, one of the things is that, that you have to learn to eat foods that you never ate before. And, again, I never did it. And I wouldn't do it my whole life. I would fat. Well, I'm traveling. I would not eat. I would just not eat rather than eat foods I, I didn't like. So how do, you, how do you do it? Well, your palate can be retrained. You can actually learn to like new foods. I mean, I love having apples now and fruit and, you know, kiwi and all this stuff. I was, I was somewhere overseas where they gave me a kiwi, and, but it was, it was like in the shell or whatever. So I put on Facebook, how do you open a kiwi? I got like 10,000 responses like, how do you? But I didn't even know. I mean, do you bite it? Do you break it? I didn't know. What, what do you do with it? But, but um, 
so she made, so she, she started to eat totally differently. And it takes a few, you get food addictions. So you go through withdrawal, you get rid of that junk. Then you have to renew your mind. You have to change your attitude towards food. Food is the fuel for life. Was the, renewing the mind the, the real ultimate key? And was it as difficult as just breaking, kind of breaking the habit, or they go together? They what? go together. The, 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 the food addictions were miserable for like three days, but then I thought, okay, this is good. This means there's bad stuff in me, and it's leaving, so this is healthy. This is a good sign. And the third night, I prayed through. I said, God, when you set me free from drugs when I was 16, <laughs> Jesus, you were so real to me. I didn't, I didn't care about you. I said, certainly you're more real to me than food. <laughs> certainly you are bigger than Oreos and chocolate M&Ms. Surely. And I said, you know, but I was, I was crying out. I was desperate. Yeah. So the third night, I broke through. And then every day, Nancy would send me a new testimony and a quote from Dr. Furman. You know, he's a no-nonsense kind of guy. And then I realized, okay, food is my reward. It's different for everybody. And there's obviously the love for food and just the lust of, of unhealthy eating and stuff. But I realized it was my reward. I preach all day, go back to my hotel room, eat. But, this you're not, but you're talking about eating right as your reward, right? No, uh, no, 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 no. You're not talking about old days. Oh, that was days. your escape. <laughs> yeah, that yeah, was yeah. your medication. Right, look, well, I'm not going to go, I'm not going to, you know, drugs out of my life. I don't drink. I'm not going to watch pornography. <laughs> sure, or something, you can right? handle food. But more. food. Right, right, right. And look, I, I check in at the hotel and they got those fresh baked cookies. That was from the Lord. That was, again, and they're free. That was like bad stewardship not to take a few, you know? And then this airport, Auntie Anne's pretzels. This airport, Sbarro's pizza. Really wants Ben and Jerry's ice cream. Here. And, and then this overseas flight, well, I like those pretzel rolls. So everything, and then I'm always at the airport. Once you're at the airport, you can eat what you want to eat. Uh, why take the grandkids to the movies if I can't have popcorn and nonpareils? And I had to say to myself, wait a second, you take the grandkids to some G movie to have fun with the grandkids, not to eat. So I had to reprogram my thinking. Food was the fuel for life, right? You eat to live rather than live to eat. And now the benefits are such. You know, Nancy kept telling me, when you hit your ideal weight, you're gonna wanna fly. <laughs> and it's just like, literally, I'd get to the grocery store and grab that cart and start running down the aisle. That's okay, don't, don't, yeah, for all the healthy stuff. But what Nancy, what Nancy did, she started to eat healthily. And she made this mega healthy soup with all kinds of mushroom stuff she didn't like. And she went to eat it and she almost gagged on it. This was early in her journey. But she made so much of it, she couldn't throw it away. So she froze it and put it in, in containers. And then two months later, took it out and it was delicious, wow. delectable. Wow. So you can change yeah. your palate. But here's the big lesson she learned. Because she started first, but then she also messed up. She said, okay. I'm going to have a splurge day, like every once a month or once every three months. And psychologically, you've got to play games with yourself. Like she told me early on, if you really want to eat something, tell yourself, you can have whatever you want, just not today. So that was a little game I played. That was helpful. And we'd sit around and talk, okay, after three months, I'm going to go get like a, a steak. And we'd talk about the whole filet. And, and, and then, then, you know, that day would come and I'd forget about it. You know, I don't need it. But what she did is she said, okay, I'm going to have one day that's like a splurge day. And then what happened was it became two days, and then three days, and it opened up those old desires. So what we found is all in is the best way. Once you have the grace and you're eating healthily and you're enjoying it, why eat the junky stuff? Probably get sick if you do, but what if you ate it and you really liked it again? You know, so I get picked up at the airport and people immediately want to talk about my weight and life change, and they say, so, Dr. Brown, how often do you cheat? And I say to them, how often do you cheat on your wife? <laughs> 
that kind of <laughs> ends it right there. So you're saying you're the no cheat guy. Well, do, right. do you have menu? Did she have certain menus she followed, or just healthy foods that she would buy, and then you ate what you wanted? No, it was, it was menus. It was a lot of you know plant-based stuff, and mm -hmm. and I have a little grilled meat uh, once a week. Uh, but do she, you put she all up. these things in here? Yeah, yeah. It's the book is the we tell our story. It's first book Nancy's written with me, so it, it's amazing to have her voice with. And she's practical. She's the realist. So her story is interspersed with mine the whole way through. We tell our stories, but then it's scriptural, it's full of spiritual principles, how to get free, and then it's practical. So in the back, there are even references, other books to read, uh, websites with menus and stuff. But certain stuff we knew, okay, giant salads, certain fruits, other things, she prayed for creative ideas because she knew how picky I had been. And she learned how to like uh, smuggle things in without me knowing it, you know, sneak in some, <laughs> something in, a, in the soup or this or that. And I, I knew I had to change. See, on my end, I was embarrassed being overweight because I said, it's, uh, it's not the way I live. I live a disciplined, holy life. But as I'm getting older, uh, you know, I'm eating the same as I used to eat. And I'm getting heavier. Mm -hmm. and, and I thought, where is this going? I never thought I'd be 275 pounds. Where is it going next? So that got me. And then with my blood pressure being high, I knew he couldn't play with that. So I was crying out. She was crying out on her end. I believe God's given Michael and Nancy something very special. And I love the way you share it. And, and I just think that, I think God's going to break a stronghold. And, uh, and I can tell you, I, I, I do pretty well. And, uh, but I, I can be pretty foolish too. And, it, and I, I don't want anything to, to jerk me around. I want to pray for you. Father, I just pray for the whole viewing audience. And there's some people that I love very much that I know. And I know their health's not good. And I know they struggle. And I know that if you could help Dr. Brown and his wife, Nancy, and give them such joy that they share out of an overflow that you can do it for anybody. And I pray, Lord, that you'll help break the stronghold and people stay healthy and, and they can see their children. Betty's dad never got to see but two or three of the 30 to 50 grandchildren and great-grandchildren he would have now. never got to see them. Died in his 40s. Lord, there's just so many people that leave too early. And sometimes it's so foolish. Lord, break the stronghold of food and any others. Just help us and help us to help one another like Nancy and like uh, Michael are trying to help us in Jesus' name. I, I want to send you the book. Now, here's what I want you to do. Just look through the eyes of Jesus and then ask him how you address what you see. Just ask him because there's a perfect answer to the heart cry. There's a perfect answer to this challenge and you're the vehicle. You are the vessel that will flow God's love effectively in a transforming, miraculous way. Let it flow. Watch. Just how dusty am I? Is there any place else I can go? My only drinking water is defiled by animal waste. I've seen what lives in that water. I've watched as others have fallen ill from the things I can't see. 
My throat is parched, and I am dried up like dust. God, what I would do for some clean water to drink for me and my children. Just how thirsty am I? I guess I have no choice. Please God, I thirst. If you give just a cup of water, in my name, Jesus said, just a cup. Betty, I, I'm not exaggerating when I say to our viewers that to know that we could touch your life in some positive way and point you to the source of life and joy and peace now and everlasting gives us a tremendous sense of gratitude and joy. And when you see a situation like that, it's, it's grave that you just looking for water in the heart cry of so many. And, and we can not only give a cup of water, we can give a well of water. And we've been doing it. And right now, I think we're facing one of the greatest crises, according to the missionaries, where we emergency have to drill immediately 188 wells. And we've got to find a way to get water in where you can't get a drilling rig. So what we're asking for is miracles, and the miracle is in your heart and in your hands. I believe our viewers are going to help us drill those water wells. I believe you will, too, because you believe in miracles. And we can be a miracle to this mother and to many other mothers like her. As she watches children die, and it breaks her heart, and she knows if she gives them the water, it's going to likely kill them. But they have to have the water to survive even for a day. So please join with us, and let's get the, the wells to them quickly so that they can have, have the opportunity to see their children grow up just as we enjoy our children growing up. Well, you know, with the great drilling rigs, and you have, you just gave another rig. And uh, thank you, Lord. Thank you. Thank you for being the instrument God used. We can drill those wells in most areas in a matter of days. And then we can case them and give them a manual pump because in so many areas they have inconsistent power sources at best. In some of the areas, in these outlying areas in the third world countries, and they don't have power to their particular village or area. So we are giving them the greatest gift they'll receive apart from the water of life, Jesus. And isn't it wonderful to know that it's because of the love of God in our heart that we're giving them the water that they so desperately need, but that because we've experienced that, that relationship with God, we're able to share the water of life with them. And once they've seen the love of the God we talk about expressed through us and meeting one of the greatest needs in their lives, it's so much easier for them to understand God's love. Would you please, please right now, we're asking you to make the greatest gift possible to give life. The well still costs, Betty, I'm being told this may be the last time we can keep them at 4,800, but they are that now. Could you give a well or a part of a well? Is there any way that you could do that? We're, we're going to send you, I think, the most beautiful bronze that we have ever created for you. It's a determined eagle determined to soar in the turbulence of the times and the challenges of the day. And one of the things we do in a challenge time is we joyfully meet the challenges of others. We let the love of God carry us and meet their need. Would you right now, would you get your bank card, go to the website you see, or dial the number that's always there as a prayer line, 
and make the gift God puts on your heart. If you can give a well, please do. A part of a well do. Remember this, $48 will give 10 people water the rest of their life. 144, 30 people the rest of their life. There's a level at which you can participate. We got some beautiful gifts. We have a wonderful devotion book by Sheila Walsh, a beautiful, beautiful print for the, the wall that is so pretty that no greater name than the name of Jesus that you can hang up someplace just to announce the truth. And you're going to be showing people the greatness of that person in your gift. Right now, the website you see or dial the number and make the gift God puts on your heart. Thank you so much for doing it. Every day, children living in extreme poverty are forced to make a dreadful choice. Drink filthy, polluted water filled with deadly disease or die from thirst. No child should ever be faced with this decision. Our teams have recently located remote villages in Southern Africa where children are dying from contaminated, disease-ridden water. The situation is desperate. They need clean, disease-free water immediately. With your gift today, you can help drill 188 water wells in remote villages across seven African nations. Your gift of $24 will help provide clean water for five people. A gift of $48 will help provide for 10. $72 will provide for 15 people. And $144 will help provide fresh, disease-free water for 30 people for a lifetime. With your gift, we'll send you Sheila Walsh's devotional, Five Minutes with Jesus, a fresh infusion of joy to help you find perspective in the midst of daily life and experience a deeper connection with God. With your gift of $100 or more, you'll also receive our No Greater Name Canvas, a beautiful artistic expression of our Savior's name and a daily reminder of His presence in your life. Finally, please consider a gift of $1,200 to help provide water for 250 people or a gift of $4,800 to help sponsor a complete well. And you may request our beautiful new hand-painted Determined Eagle bronze sculpture. Please call, write, or make your gift online today. You know, I want to say thank you for being a miracle. And I say, Lord, thank you for telling us we can soar like an eagle. We're not afraid of turbulence. We rise higher. We will let you carry us with power. We're not designed to energize or, or create. We can't make it happen. That's the eagle. I want to send you this bronze because you're helping us be a miracle in so many people's lives. Thank you for helping us share water, real wells. And then you may need a miracle or know someone that does. Like I said, the book's in the bookstores. You can get it online. But you just help us be somebody's miracle and we'll try to send you a pathway to breaking the stronghold of food. That old burger, I said, that's a heck of a way to start. <laughs> but you know what? Mm. I've learned, I have learned to eat those, Doc, without the, the bread. Just the meat. It's one step, one small step. One small step. We're making progress. We'll send it to you if you want. Would you say thanks to Dr. Michael Brown? Doc, I love you, buddy. Appreciate you. Thank you very much. Thank you. Thank you for watching. Hey, thanks for being someone's miracle and their answer to prayer. Thank you.
In his new book, Living Amazed, James Robinson shares how divine encounters can change your life. Living Amazed, coming soon to online and retail bookstores. Life Today is made possible by the supporters of Life Outreach International. Your gift will be used exclusively for the exempt purposes of life. The ministry features specific outreaches as examples of the programs it supports and conducts. Gifts are considered to be without restriction as to use unless explicitly stipulated by the donor. The ministry is a member of the ECFA.